do you know how many people like message me so hype like oh my god i can't believe you replied to me like it's not a big deal dude like it's i'm just i'm a nobody yeah. piece of shit like who cares dude? Well, like, yeah for you it's not a big deal you're just doing what you do and that's what i'm saying like it shouldn't be at that point like just because you like you like somebody's music that like you should see them as some higher being than you because you're not yes. like you're, you're nothing no you gotta pedestal think, you gotta think that you're a piece of shit like everybody else and <laughs> Well, I don't have an issue in that area. I'm a piece of shit. I'm garbage. And, you know, yeah. you just have to always think, like, I'm a piece of dog shit and <laughs> I'm never going to be better than anybody else. And, you know, just be friendly to everybody. Step dude. one. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Matt Elias Music Podcast with me, your host, Matt Elias. This week, we're going to talk all about online promotion for our music. This is an area that I definitely need some help in, and I feel like a lot of people out there will find some value in this conversation that we've had today. My guest is Nick Padovani of the tech death band Equipoise, and Nick is the man when it comes to organic promotion. Um, You see him in these death metal groups and all over Facebook, just tearing it up. The guy is everywhere, and I think that it has had everything to do with the success uh, that his band is currently experiencing the music's great but that's not enough as we're going to find out and so if you're looking for maybe some some help you need some tips or you just don't even know where to start as far as promoting your music online and how to go about it including avoiding the dreaded local band syndrome (laughs) or the local band genre uh nick's the guy so he's gonna help us out like i said the band is equipoise their new album, Demiurgis, is out just about everywhere on the Artisan Era. I highly recommend picking that up. And without anything further, here's my conversation with Mr. Nick Padovani. What I wanted to sit down and talk about today is uh, networking and promotion, but not promotion like you know Facebook ads that come in and invade Organic your feed. Organic promotion, I got but, you. Yeah, the way you do it, and um, you know, I think the. Uh, the music in and of itself, of course, is phenomenal. But with your record, like the performance of that thing, for a record of your genre, okay, speaks for itself. I think with your ability to, um, you know, to promote and to, um, you know, just to just to engage with people using. Right. I mean, I know you use Facebook and stuff, but I don't. I'm curious to hear maybe if there are other platforms that you use or or what your. Uh, so just talk a little bit about how what the uh what the path you've taken has been in or uh sort of networking and and getting that out there like that well it definitely is uh time not time consuming but <clears throat> you have to invest time into it for sure and it's not something that you can just pick up on like i notice i, I very closely pay attention to a lot of bands and like these facebook groups i'm in like there's tech death groups mm-hmm. where it's just exclusively i mean it, it also offers other genres but it seems like the 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 bulk of the people are interested in tech death there. And I very so often see bands that, you know, kind of are more entry level or just starting out and they just like their attempt at promo is just like they share their posts with no commentary or anything, like no words. And like the second I see that, I'm like, dude, why should I be interested in your your product if you can't even say a couple words about it? you just come in, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna share this. Like one that makes me feel like Oh, we're just, you know, we're just another, we're just another group here for you to kind of plug your products into. Like you don't have anything enticing. So in the sea of like saturation, why should I give a shit about your band over any other bands? 
right artwork you know that's the artwork for me sometimes is saving grace if they have like really sick artwork i'll check it out but right it's really weird i always find that the best bands have the best artwork so i almost <laughs> the second i see shitty artwork from a band i just won't check it out unless like people are ranting and raving about it but yeah well but, up and coming up and coming artists out there take note of that i think especially in metal i've always said like a good oh, huge. a cool band name a good logo and good art can go a long way because like if and like you said that the whole post and ghost thing like people just put their music up and and bail or don't even really say anything to engage like like you said why should you care well i mean it's it's an extension of your product and it represents you so if you can't take yourself seriously i mean my artist was absolutely phenomenal, and I think he charged like 400 bucks for his piece of work. As far as I'm concerned, it's like on par with a lot of these higher artists or higher tier artists that charge like a thousand to two thousand dollars. Yeah, your, well, your album covers definitely quality. Yeah, like it turned Good, out great. It's great artwork. And there's people that don't even want to spend that on an artwork, and I'm like, you know, if you expect your product to be moving around. Do you think people really are making that decision, like, I'm just going to cheap out on the artwork? Oh, yeah. Or is it just that they don't have any money? I see posts all the time, like, people... Well, my attitude is it's either you don't have the money at the time or you don't want to have the money. So it's you can make yeah. the budget. Like, there's no such thing... If you're putting out your band, there's, you know, your band's music, there's no such thing as not having the money. You have, You better make sure you have the money or you're going to be shit out of luck, you know? Don't, don't either either put out a quality product or don't like I made the mistake and it worked out well for us somehow but like our, our current bandmate Sanjay mixed and mastered that's your our EP your, your other guitarist yeah but I mean it, it was a demo in a sense and he was more practicing like he he he's not like a veteran engineer by any means like I was happy with what he did but like you know it was somebody who was getting more used to engineering and uh as I opposed to having a, a professional studio yeah, do it. I, I didn't expect like stellar quality, you know, God tier quality or anything like that. Not to knock him, of course. Like I'm very grateful for what he did. Right, but it was but like yeah. a project studio kind of thing. Yeah. It was just like, I kind of, I guess in that sense, I felt like the compositions would be enough to get away with it. And some people seem to like the production. Others say it's terrible. You know, it's, it's always such a mixed bag with production, but that was a mistake I made. And, uh, so even with the demo, even with your first release, you can, you consider, uh, doing the at-home production, probably not the strongest move. No, never. Exactly. That's my other point is when bands, like, they want to cheap out on production, like, if you're not spending a few grand on it at least, you know, are you actually taking it seriously? Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just it's just one of those things, like, you, you package this whole product and you work on it for however long, like, several years, and then you just want to find some audio engineer that, like, charges 50 bucks a track or something and then just... Yeah, tie up your whole package and like spend a grand on it. Like, why? Right. If if you really want that that reception, then you need to like put in the effort. Yeah. Uh, you might argue like with my band, for example, that it might have gotten a little bit of uh, trajectory because of the members involved. From you my get, experience, because yeah, some of the members have some profile. Yeah. If, uh, from my experience, that only carries so far. Like I remember when we first debuted our music, like. Yeah, it helped out a bit. Like, people were like, oh, sick, like, so-and-so from this band and this band. But then I realized, because I was on the, you know, the back end of it, I got to watch how much that actually helped. It didn't help that much. It just kind of, like, built a little buzz. But Yeah, do you think maybe that's just, like, one of those um, sort of, like, uh, like the window sticker thing? Like, um, get people to check it, you it gets, out it, in the it first place. It pulls people in, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I think a lot of people... It won't keep them around. It kind of... It kind of doesn't upset me, per se, but it, it just kind of annoying at times to think that I know a lot of people think that 
any exposure we got or any sort of momentum we got the past few months is because of that. Like, oh, he just he had established guys in his band already, so he cheated. Yeah, like I, I I didn't even like I didn't pay these guys as session members. Like I hit them up and they liked my music, so they they wanted to be a part. So it's not like I, yeah. I twisted anybody's arm or like had to be like, oh hey dude, please I'll pay you whatever to be a part. No, like every right. did of their own will. So I I mean that part right there alone. I didn't want anybody working on this unless they actually wanted to. And then beyond that, like, like I said, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Like the member part only goes so far. Like the, the words like super group only come up every so often, yeah. but the music has to stand on its own. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's why I think like we, we had a pretty good reception to start out, like above average for a lot of tech death bands. And, you know, a lot of people might feel like that, that whole name kind of backed it up, but I don't think that's the case. You know, it's, it comes to like what you're saying, networking. Yeah. Like I put a lot of time into networking and it's yeah, not just I, me, like Stevie and Hugo, they, they were very involved with like kind of bringing the band to people's attention and uh, people will write it off as just, you know, whatever factors and they, and they don't, they want to dismiss everything and they, they want to think they're experts on it all, but haters. Yeah. But people they don't realize. just want to shit on it. For, it's just for no people reason. that don't realize that networking and this, <clears throat> promotion all this organic promotion is such a huge part and it's like y- you have to adapt to the current climate of music there's n- there's no more like pay to play show buying tickets and hoping your band gets exposed it's just i mean you it, can do that you can do that but it's it's just like there's why is my attitude i just i don't understand the point like you're basically banking on finding some rep from Metal Blade Records or whatever that just randomly yeah, that's pops like the up old way. Show. The old way, like play every club you can, hoping that some uh, talent scout yeah. guy from from a record's going to find you and think you're the next big thing, and then invest in you. But you know what? That that that's a resource that I don't think companies want to spend no, money on. I don't think they, they do because, it anymore. No, because everyone's doing it themselves. You have to invest in yourself. I think that like if you do get a record deal, now you've got a record deal. Right. But I feel like if I was a record company. I'm going to put money in bands that have already established that they can, that their business can make money. Right. Which you want is, to, that's a tricky part because you have to, it's kind of like that, that never ending cycle. It's like, what resources do I need to get myself out there and get the attention? It's like, I need money. Well, if you don't have money, it kind of gets tough because, you know, for example, for our album, I don't think I could have self-funded that, you know, it costs a lot of money to sure, you know, put up the dollars for... probably like oh, well over 10, 15 grand, you know, I don't have 10, 15 grand laying around, you know, right. not to spend on music. And I always felt obligated to handle all the finances of the band just because like, you know, everybody's so higher up in my band that like, I didn't really expect any burdens on their end. I wanted to handle all that. So yeah, you know, it left me that choice, like find a label that wants to put this out or or you, you can't know, do it. I mean, I could, but it would just take way more time probably. And then it would kind of suck and lose a lot of momentum. What is the state of the of today's music climate as you see it? Because I can already tell you're kind of going towards, um, so there's this like, is there is there a way to climb up through the local scene to get yourself some success? Or is it just forget that and just go all I think, online? In my opinion, I think you can bypass that all now. So you I, think you don't have to go out and do local shows? And, I, I don't. And that might be a popular opinion, but I just, you know, not the, not the quote Ben Shapiro, but like facts and logic, whatever he says, that dumb thing that everybody makes a joke of. I don't, I don't like Ben Shapiro for what it's worth, but I know everybody <laughs> makes fun. I mean, it's, it's true. Like the, the facts and logics don't care about your feelings. You know, 
the it, results speak for yourself. It, exactly. Equipoise like, no, didn't go and play these pay to play yeah, shows. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like you can feel that. Like oh, hey man, like I still need to play local shows, and it's it's relevant. You can feel that if you want, but like the numbers and stats can speak for themselves. Otherwise, you take a, a band like Inferi, they had a backing, but in 2014 they put an album out. They didn't tour at all for the album, and that album blew up. Like, explain that to me. Explain to me why albums for bands that aren't even like regularly touring still or, or playing shows. So you're saying not only up. did they not, now this was their, for their for their first their first record. No, uh, this is their third at that point. Back in 2014. Okay, so yeah, they've, been, they've been around for a while. They they yeah, used to tour, but like, I don't know how big they really were before that. Okay, yeah. So it's not like they were already a household name. Okay, because that's that's a different thing. You right. Can, but so like you're saying that this they put out this record. Not only did they not play, you know, show like not only did they not play shows locally or whatever to build up or promote. You know what I mean? Because obviously they have an infrastructure in place now to release right. their own records. But not only did they not play shows, but they didn't even tour this record. Right. They did not between 2014 and like 2000. And I, I don't remember if it was 17 or 18. I know it was definitely 18, but I don't think they toured at all in 2017. So they had music coming out, not touring. Yeah. They did nothing for the music sold nothing for four years. And they just kind of, I think they did like significantly better than they did on their 2014 release, which is record. which is ridiculous because they didn't do anything for it. It just let time and maturation come into play, and it just kind of organically happened because they were busy, you know, keeping a bug in everybody's ear and and focusing on that networking aspect, which is again where it comes into play. Like you don't you don't have to force it, like. I just, I don't know. I think there's something tacky about being a local musician that kind of guilts people into coming to your shows or like, you know, trying to push, <laughs> you know, ticket sales for this and that, or, you know, just shitty, really unfunny memes that, you know, kind of like you think that's going to sell. But it, I just, I call it like local musician behavior. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, well, it's like a, a very, at this point. Yeah. it's a very like particular you know, behavior that I notice from so many bands. Like, I, I don't think of a local band as necessarily being strictly local to a, a region. I, I almost think of like local band is sounds thickish, but like as the genre of sorts, like you kind of, yeah. you can tell which bands yeah. have that local band mentality. Like yeah. they're kind of up in their own heads that they, you know, I see what you're saying. It's not like you're, you're not commenting on their music itself. It's more like their business and how they're, they're kind of like pigeonholing themselves. And Fury is a local band that, to Nashville, but they are not a local band right. by any means. You know, right. uh, Beyond Creation is a local band to Quebec. They are not a local band. It, it's you're a local band if if you kind of focus or let yourself be a local band. And there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think my gripe is whenever I see those bands, kind of, it's the same thing. They always bitch and moan about oh the Facebook yeah. algorithm or yeah. So like talk that. about some of the things that some of these behaviors that you see local bands do because some of these things are going to hamstring you. I think you know. Uh, I, I mean, I see things like, like, like guilting, guilting people, into guilting, show. Like, guilting that's people. Like I always see that, like the whole like oh, it's, it just comes off as whiny and pitiful. It's like it's like it's a turn oh, off. people need to come to you know shows more and support the local scene. Yes, I disagree with that statement. You do not have to support the local scene. You should only support what you like. That's that's my attitude. I know it's like 
I know I sound like a dickhead when I'm talking about this, but it's just true. I it's think like, you sound like I think you sound pragmatic because that's what people are going to do anyway. It's what people really are too afraid to say or admit, but it's the truth. Like, if you don't give a shit, I always want to use this example. If, there, if there's a band coming from out of town and you don't like their music, you're not going to see them. So right. why should you do the same thing for a local band? Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not really helping push the band any further. All that's doing is filling their head with this this fallacy that they're you know they're progressing but they're not you're just basically you're you're coasting along on your friends supporting you yeah and i'm sorry but like music is subjective it just because your friends want to support you doesn't mean that it's it's making your music subjectively or objectively better it it just it, it keeps you in this this illusion that you think you're you're getting anywhere and you're not and that's not help you know that's that's not healthy like a lot of musicians have big time egos and they just can't, you know, come to terms with the fact that like people might not like their music or it's not good. That's the big, I mean, you're a musician yourself. The biggest thing ever is somebody telling you they don't like your music. Yeah. It sucks. Like you have to like, I've learned to deal with it a lot. I definitely, you know, if I read like a bad comment, I'm like, I kind of twitch, but I just, I either respond with like, oh, well, you know, thanks for checking it out. Like behind tears, I'm like, thanks for checking it out, man. Like, yeah, so you resist the urge to, yeah, like even it, if they're not nice about it. It just, it just looks petty. And you, you just yes. got to deal with it. But like, that goes into that networking thing. Yeah, you're, you're so, being a real human being. So, so that's my, that's my biggest gripe with with a lot of musicians. So what? Musicians. So like, I, I see what you're saying about this local band, but like, and granted, if you got crappy product, if your music sucks, then like you're you're dead on arrival, right? You got to have a good product. You got to have good. So you, let's assume that the, that the music's decent. So like, say you have that, that local band syndrome and you've got a, a group of guys who are making those mistakes and doing and stuck in that club circuit. Maybe they're young and they don't know any better. Assuming that the music is good. If you could grab them and, and make them do what would help them, like what would be the first thing that you would tell them to do? You know, aside from like, Cause they're playing those shows, you know, like they might have their Facebook page and they've got, say they've got, they probably got a demo recorded assuming it's okay. And it doesn't sound like See, trash. That, that's tough because yeah, <laughs> I find a lot of times like these bands, if we're being realistic, I would say a lot of these bands don't want to hear it. And they're just going to kind of like, they're going to get all defensive. That's what I find. The biggest thing is a lot of musicians, pe- people of that nature, like, you know, these artist types, they get defensive because you're challenging their, their art. Right, and they don't want their art challenged. They want to. Well, accept this is more the, the fact. business side. You know what I mean? Like the stuff we're talking about is just yeah. completely outside of their products. It's just like how you. But but, but if we're doing what, so, what what would they be defensive about? Well, what what are the things that they need to hear that they wouldn't want to hear? Maybe. So okay, so in that realistic situation, that's what I'd say. But if we're talking about like uh, what I would do if they were receptive, to it I'd tell them to work on their image. You know, just stop stop with the stupid fucking memes that are irrelevant to your band, like. A lot of people don't realize, and again, they disagree. I've seen people disagree about it, but I, I think it's bullshit. They'll like share some meme, it'll go viral, quote unquote, and then they're like, "Oh, like my band page." The people <laughs> do not give a shit about your band no, page. They they yeah. see a meme and that's what they're sharing it. They, they don't have the attention span. They don't have the interest. They so if you get it. some some unrelated post that that gets a lot of attention, do you then? It doesn't convert. There's, there's yeah, you there's can't no, just inject yeah. your. I could be wrong and like marketing that experts. That reminds me of subscribe to PewDiePie thing everywhere. Yeah, I like, see that. Like marketing experts might tell me I'm wrong and that's fine. But like I know from my personal experience, if I see a band like share a meme and it's funny or whatever, doesn't mean I'm going to like like their page. I don't care because it doesn't, if anything, it's going to make me not want to do it because I'm just not going to take it serious. It's like, 
well, here you are focusing on like irrelevant content to try and draw people in. Well, that means your music can't, you know, stand on its own. So you so. would much prefer to see that organic side, meaning like you I see mean, a guy who's contributing, like say if it's in the, say if it's in the tech death group or whatever on Facebook, um, wrong way to go about it is post and ghost. Just dump your, here's my band. I hate website. that. Yeah. That's I not going to get hate you it. Like I won't check out a band if they but, do that. But if you see a guy who contributes regularly and is sharing music and is asking questions and engaging with the community and then. If you're posting a hundred things and then one out of a hundred is, hey, you know, we got this demo coming out. Maybe if let us know how what you think, you know, we're a little, you know what I mean? Like something like that in an engaging way. Yeah. Would that be more along the lines of what you're, what you, would you like well, if to you're say? saying one in a hundred, that might be bad. If, if they're like posting one relevant post to every 99, then that might be a bad well, not that it's but, relevant. I mean, they're like they're in a group, like not like on their own page. Like, oh, you mean group. like okay? So if they're in a group and they post like nine nine other bands or whatever, and then they yeah. post it, yeah, no, that's that's to me like maybe not the extreme, but like I'll post maybe like five bands for every like one post of mine, and I, I make yeah. sure to keep up like in any of these groups. Yeah, and your posts where you are, you know, where you where you're posting about your own stuff isn't just hey, here's our album, check it out. Yeah, because you know it's just you're not building a relationship with people, and that's that's my biggest building thing about this all is I, I hate seeing like. I hate seeing people bitch, oh, the Facebook algorithm. That's such bullshit. I've never had any problem with reach because I make sure any content I have, personal page or band page alike, is is interesting enough to to entice people. You know, you have to have engaging questions, engaging commentary, just things that will pull people in. Because if you don't, then stop bitching about reach. Like, nobody's going to care. It's You just sound like a child. And, you know, um, I, I see people whine about the algorithm and this and that, but they don't realize, like, there's a Facebook page with 33,000 members called like technical, progressive, brutal, death metal sharing. Yeah. If you don't think you have a target audience that's literally right there that you can extrapolate whatever <laughs> data you need, then you're an asshole because it's right there for you. Like it cannot be, it's literally fishing with dynamite. I'm not saying go in there and like use these people as a target audience, but they've come already, the fuck on, they, man. You, they've you, come to you and, it's, you, and basically you, advertise that they're interested. You have in. a whole. Uh, one of the biggest things in marketing is target marketing. There's yeah, a, of course. Focus, and Find out where you, your targets you, live. So you, you weed it them. out. You weed it out all the unnecessary people uh, so you don't that you're seeking your out. And resources. you just literally have a circle here. And, like, I see it. I'll see people promote in, like, 20 different groups. Like, you, you look at their posts and it says shared here, shared here, shared there. And they get, like, one like on each post. I won't waste my time sharing anything to any more than like two groups and they're groups that I know are going to be interested. Right. You have to cut your losses and know like when you're getting to a point where you're just being engaging to a group that is going to give a shit or you're just sharing and hoping you get one, you know, one like nobody's going to care. Like it, it, it's, it's a shitty way to think about it sometimes maybe, but I don't think so. It looks tacky whenever you, you share like your shit 30 times to 30 different pages. Yeah. Cause it looks again, like you're just kind of doing the, the, uh, Post and dump or whatever it was you said. Post and ghost. Post and ghost. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, I, I trade a lot of like stocks and shit. So like pump and dumps a thing and pump and dump. Yeah. Um, no. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's like it, it just looks tacky in my opinion and yeah, and it's ineffective. And it's it is annoying. ineffective. It's, it's, it's annoying. annoying. It's ineffective because people are gonna see your name when they see you. Like, oh, that's that guy that just posts his. That's own what I'm saying. Like you, you can see you can see twenty shares on somebody's post and you click shares and it tells you who shared it. It's that moment remembering. It's like that doesn't make you look like you got. <laughs> it just makes it look like you're a fucking dork. Like you just shared everything, and then, like I said, you get you can see it says one like, one like, no like, no like, no like, and it's like, god damn, man, just share it to like two places that are relevant. Yeah. So, anybody listening there, 
there is an actionable item there. Find some groups, find some active groups that are relevant to your genre or to your whatever it is that you're doing. You know, if you make tech death, then go in the tech death group. If you make country, don't go in the tech death group. I could tell you the name even specifically because the they have a huge name and I always forget. Yeah. It is <clears throat> Technic. No. Can I not even click their name? <laughs> it's like, it's that long. Technical, progressive, melodic, but technical, progressive, melodic, brutal death metal sharing. Mm-hmm. 30 some thousand members in this group yep, and they're 30, active. 31,000. I said 33, but 31, I guess. Yeah, 31,000 members. I mean, there's like literally constant activity in there. You have people that kind of, you know, post excessively and are oblivious to the fact that they post excessively. Yeah. And it's funny. They have this thing, actually. I'm glad the admins kind of share my thoughts on this. So they have this one post. I think it's stickied or something or archived. Where like they'll tag people that just post only about their own shit. It's like, hey man, they'll tag them like, hey, Put you them know, on blast. Yeah, it's like, hey, like all you've been doing is posting your own band. You need to switch it up. Yeah, it's funny because like nine out of ten times those people get pissed and leave. Like they'll yeah, bitch they in the leave. fucking thread, and then they just leave the group or they block people. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you're yeah. that petty. All they're asking you to do is share. But I mean, that's the part that annoys me. Like, if you're a musician, you have influences. Why can't you share those influences with people? Why can't you be a passionate fan and musician and just not like engage people and let people know like, Hey, you care about my music. Like this is what got me into my music. Like if you want to check that out, it's not hard, man. It takes two fucking seconds to find a song that you like. Like these are the kind of things you post about. You say like, yeah, you mean, might post like necrophagist and be like, Hey, I was thinking about this song. Yeah, It's just stupid. Like what the fuck, man? It's not difficult. It's so easy to do. It takes two seconds to write a little synopsis if you want, or just say like, I fucking love this song. Whatever you want to say, but it's yeah. not. It's not. So in hard. other words, contribute to the group. Contribute to the group. Don't be a fucking leech. Don't use the group because then you're looking at the group as like some sort of expendable commodity. It's politics. It's like it's like as if you're you're running for office. Like you, in meaning, you got to think about how people are going to see you yeah. when they see Nick's name behind a post. It's like, well, first thing you're going to think is that's the Equipoise guy, and second thing you're going to think is. He posts a lot of music and he shares a lot of stuff like other people's music. Yeah, I mean, contributes to the group. And it, it hurts me. It almost it almost makes me happy because it makes it that much easier as a musician. I see so many people be like, oh, dude, it's so sick that you always share this and that music. And to me, it's like more upsetting that there's not more musicians that aren't, you know, there's so many musicians in that group that are in bigger bands. It's like, but time and time again, they always let me down. I always see them just come in to promote their tour, or just promote their music. And it's like, why mm-hmm. can't you just fucking come in? For mm-hmm. two seconds, you're not that important. None of these, none of these dudes <laughs> yeah. from any of these bands I know are that important or right. that busy. They where put they can't their pants take. on one leg at a time, just like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. None well, of these they, dudes- they figure they they probably already. There's that complacency, like, oh, I'm already well, yeah, exactly. got a career, so they, they I, I don't like, care. They feel like you know their music's taken off enough where they're like, okay, I don't need to do this. Not to mention, if a lot of these guys are going to be, you know, their group's going to have a record label, and there's going to be professional a, a team of people to promote their music and you figure so if you don't have the time you don't have the ability well maybe you if you if you really can't do this yourself then you better have the money to pay somebody to do it i know it's, it's just ridiculous it's like but i get what you're saying it's like be a good citizen do you really not have two or three minutes to find a youtube link of a band you like post it in a group say a couple things and walk away that's all i do man it's not that yeah. hard i'll just be thinking like oh dude i love this song so the majority of your so just to to give people um sort of something that 
they can repeat, right? So to use you as an example, a lot of your posts have been stuff like that, right? Where you're sharing music that is important to you or that you just like or something new that caught your eye. Yeah, and like, you know, don't... And you just turn them on to music a lot of times, And, and right? not to misconstrue it or anything. I don't do this for the sake of like, just so musicians know that are like trying to get their name out there. I don't do this just so like I can... Yeah. Like I don't try to find friends in the group or I don't post music just so I can entice people to like my music. It's more just like... No, it's got to be genuine. It's it's a genuine thing. Like I enjoy sharing my... Pa- you know, I just don't know how a lot of these musicians seem to forget that they one time were fans of music, you know, oddly enough. And like, it, it's cool. Like I said, if, if people... If, if you are influential to people as a musician, like people really look up to you as a musician... It's cool for a lot of these people to see like what really inspires you. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, if you could be transparent about that and just kind of like interact and this and that. So do you know how many people like message me so hype? Like, oh my God, I can't believe you replied to me. Like, it's not a big deal, dude. Like it's fucking, I'm just, I'm a nobody yeah. piece of shit. Like who cares? Dude? Well, like, yeah. For you, it's not a big deal. You're just doing what you do. And that's what I'm saying. Like it shouldn't be at that point. Like just because you like, you like somebody's music that like you should see them as some higher being than you because you're not yes. like you're, you're nothing. No you got to think, you got to think that you're a piece of shit like everybody else. And <laughs> well, I don't have an issue in that area. I'm a piece of shit. I'm garbage. And you know, yeah. you just have to always think like I'm a piece of dog shit and <laughs> I'm never going to be better than anybody else. And you know, just be friendly to everybody. Step dude. one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like certain people have more reserved personalities but I find a lot of times a lot of these musicians just conveniently have really reserved personalities. And I think that's bullshit. You can't tell me that all these dudes just conveniently don't want to talk to me. No, it's like they don't want to make time because I notice a lot of these dudes, these higher up dudes, higher up, quote unquote, they like they conveniently make time for other musicians. And it's like, that's really weird. It's like, it's almost like you don't want to talk to people beneath you is what you're saying. Yeah. And in their mind, exactly. They create this whole pedestal for themselves. I see it all the time and it fucking infuriates me. I'm getting so off track from the whole networking thing, but no, I guess okay. it kind of ties in, but it's, you know, just don't be a dickhead, you know, be fucking genuine, be nice to people and yeah, give them the time of day, man. It's, yeah. it's not. So find, yeah, find, we want to be looking for communities and active groups of people that are relevant to our area, yeah. right? Like the te- if you don't make tech death, if you make outlaw country. I guarantee you there's Facebook groups out there about that kind of right. music. Don't right, don't post in the Tech Death group or try to right. don't post plug in the your tech country because you're going to look like a dick. They're going to be like, you know, <laughs> I don't care, dude. Go away. Yeah. Now, how about on your personal page? Do you, just out of courtesy, like share your stuff just so like people who know you like personally can see it too? Do you, or do you just not bother? Do you share it like, hey guys, here's my new thing, just so your personal friends can see? You it? mean like my music or? Yeah, like your music, your stuff, like as far as, you know, outside of doing it in the groups, like on your personal page. Oh yeah, big page, time. You, I think of my personal page, I, I don't even really like post as much on my band page anymore because I've I've built enough of a network, like a big enough network that I can just kind of engage my personal yeah. profile and get enough people to engage. Like, I've been kind of doing that too because like you got to, it's like you say, it's like about a relationship with people and like, why not think of the people who already have relationships with you? Like you want to grow that group. Right. I mean, th- this is like, everything can be a domino effect. Uh, to five degree, what is it? Five degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I think six, 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 six degrees, degrees of Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. That's like, uh, that's, that's always what's in the back of my mind when I'm posting and whatnot. It's like, you huh. never have to think about how few or how many people you're you're reaching directly. You can always think about the fact that if you really, you know, you have a good relationship with somebody, 
they will share your shit. And I noticed that all my good friends shared our music. Yeah. Whenever like our singles came out or album came out, I could look and see, oh, so and so shared this, so and so shared that. And it's them wanting to share not only because they're friends, but because they like what we're doing. Yeah. And that one share may have just garnered five new fans for that person's friend list or whatever, you know? Right. And then that person might share to other people. It's just, you know, beyond your controlled environment of, of your direct network, you have no control over what happens beyond that. And that's a great thing because then it can just constantly expand. That's an interesting way to think. And that it. gets so far removed that like you get to a point where Unfortunately, you don't know every person who likes your music. It's nice to know all the people that like your music, but it's just not going to be realistic because if well, you it's, can't make a living off of only the people who know you. Yeah, you I mean, know. it's like I would say I know a good like five hundred to a thousand people personally. I know it sounds insane, but like at I've least talked through to, Facebook and stuff. Yeah, like I've talked to so many people in there that like happen to like my music because it's just gotten out of control and it's sick. Like, but obviously, I can't spend every second talking to all of them. But right, but I've become friendly with all of them and. I know all of them are just like quick trigger finger, like they want to share whatever we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, like maybe they would have done that even if they didn't know me, but it's still nice to know that. Oh, it's got to help. I, I noticed that they'll always say especially nicer words. You know, it, it's like when you share something, the more engaging you make it or the more thoughtful your your commentary is behind it, the more engaging people seem to be about it. Uh -huh. If you sit there and so share like, What's post, an example of something you might say on, um, so if you're sharing, for example, like a single off your album? I'll just, you want to share the stream to, yeah. the, to the audio. Now, what would you say around that to make it engaging? Uh, I mean, I would probably just kind of discuss like what went behind it, like the making of it, the, or the what making inspired of it. You. you know, what inspired me? How like much bonus effort content, went, like behind the scenes? Like, not, maybe not super bonus, but just like I'll, you know, I'll never post anything music related without giving a little thought on it. You know, because it's just like it's to me ineffective to just share something and have nothing to say about it because you're just kind of like leaving it to the i mean i guess you can leave it to the person but that's when people have mm, yeah, so but, little but attention put, think about what that post you know for anybody out there like if you're posting even if you just put okay here's our new single it's on our new record you can get it yada yada right. to me that's that's blank right you might as well be right blank. i mean like, all you see is a blank youtube screen with a logo on it and nothing you're yeah, just gonna scroll it's, it's a like, thumbnail like exactly nobody's gonna be compelled to really Look at it, but if if you kind also of think about where a lot of people are on their phones and they can't have the sound on, right? So like, what are they seeing on their feed if they can't turn the sound on? But if you sit there and like maybe you fucking diarrhea out like fifty paragraphs, maybe not that much. I, I have a habit like Stevie and the other dudes fuck with me for like never shutting up in my posts, but you mean like I, too long? Posts? Yeah, I mean I overkill I, that's it. Probably but like, not a bad thing, I would say. I overkill it, but I think it's enough. Like people will see it and they're like, okay, obviously homeboy has something to say, and if they catch the initial you know, engagement though, it'll be enough to be like, okay, whatever, shut the fuck up. I'll check out your music. Like, but <laughs> like holding them hostage, yeah, like enough, enough, <laughs> shut up and I'll do it. But you know, if, if you put in that effort, like I think, I think it really sticks out for people versus just, you know, the casual post. And I think people can tell, people can tell you're, you're, you're taking some time to kind of like, yeah. And I'm, I mean, you should like, I, I can't imagine like spending all this time writing like a fucking album and then just like casually everywhere. Like, sure. To share. Like, it. It's like, why, dude? Like, well, like throwing it on the sidewalk just like, for someone to find. Why can't you translate your feelings into, you know, obviously you have some sort of feelings on it. You wrote it. You can't just be like, oh, yo, me, dumb caveman, me don't feel like, you know, you have to have feelings on it. <laughs> yeah. That's what people want. They want a way to connect with you, right? It's all about that relationship. People yeah. got to feel like they have a connection with you or otherwise, again, you're just some other 
thing clogging up their feed that they're going to scroll past. And mostly, I get the sense we're talking almost entirely about Facebook here, right? That's been your primary vehicle. Yeah, and that's this. I'm uh, Instagram. I use it, but I don't really love. I don't like the it's whole. Different. It's less personal. I don't, I don't like the way it's that exactly because it's like. I know people say it's effective for me. I'm not a fan because I don't like, that's not how I promote. I promote in a way that's like, I I get to connect and interact with people. And it just isn't like, there's not really much engagement. You just post pictures and Mm -hmm. I don't really get the point of Instagram or or Twitter. Twitter's bullshit to me. Well, yeah, Twitter is a whole different animal. Yeah. But I think Twitter's kind of like dead a bit. I don't know. I feel like there's like no engagement. Well, there's certainly a lot of users, but for yeah, I, I don't even, I haven't cracked Twitter. I don't know how to effectively use Twitter. I, I do use Instagram myself, but see, it's not like, like the content I make for Instagram is specifically for it. Like I just do videos where I'm play, you know, maybe I got a new instrument, I'm playing it. Yeah. Or, I just, I don't get the point. Like it's like, it takes just, a lot of time and effort. Yeah. You know? But, but no, like Facebook, I think like, I hate seeing people bitch about it. I didn't really use MySpace much. I mean, I used it as a user when I was a kid, just not, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have music then, so right. But apparently, MySpace was great for that. Uh, yeah, we yeah. Did. MySpace was pretty music. I, I had some music up on MySpace, but I mean, I, I like Facebook more because you have that, you know, that fan page or that band page rather that people can promote on. But then you also have your own where you can connect with those musicians yeah. and making it easier now. Like I noticed, if you click on the band, you click on like the about page, it shows you like the personnel and then it lets you add them if you want. And because we, you know, we're in such a you mean a niche, add them like add them as a friend, add them as friends. Like yeah, since yeah. it's such a, a niche community, like you can do that. You know, there's no yeah. like oh like so and so whatever pop it's musician. Cool. It's, or, it's like um, I guess if you think of Facebook like that, it's like it's it, so it used to be like an artist would put out music, and it's just a one way communication. Like here's our music, yeah. but like with the way things are now. You know, it's like, it's not a mirror. It's like a window. Like you could see right. through both sides. Like they can see you and you could see them and you can right. speak back and forth. Literally anybody <laughs> who has heard your album can just get on there and get a message to you immediately. Yeah, exactly. And and I'll probably respond pretty quickly. And like, like, dude, one of my best friends I met through my Facebook page, on my band page, like we were chatting and like I posted something about It's Always Sunny and he messaged me and we just started talking and like we met up in an Ohio show. Uh, for Beyond Creation, and then like I lived in Ohio the past couple of years, and like we'd we'd hang out every so often. Like he he lived about an hour and a half away, so I didn't go there all the time. But like I'd go to his house, we'd you know I crash there, we'd hang out, eat, play video games, whatever. Like yeah, we just hang out, and we go on. I think we've gone like three trips now. Like we went That's to awesome. we went to Nashville, uh, Chicago, and Indiana. Yeah, I, I mean that so just, that like, shows that you're you're not playing around with this. Like you, yeah, the, like, your interactions are real. But I mean, and, and that had nothing to do with him being like a fan, or it was just like he was a cool dude, and we started chatting, and like we became good friends. And like, yep, there was nothing like I didn't do it just so I could tell a story about like oh I became friends with my fans. That would be just some like next level sociopath. Yeah, that would be dick. No, he's just a real good friend of mine. I love him. Like he's a good ass dude. Why can't you be friends with people that like you? You know, why can't you just engage them? Like they're all people. Like maybe maybe if your fans are a little punishy, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. But it's not really that annoying. Like just be like instead you can get so te- so uh, what, what would that what's that look like? Punishy fans, what do they do? Okay, so for those who don't know, a punisher is basically somebody that just like bombards the musician. Like they're kind of annoying. Okay, but <clears throat> I mean, I guess that also depends how you handle it. Like if, if somebody's like that, just you can be a dick to them, or you can be nice to them, and like kind of I don't know, engage them 
You're talking like stalker stuff, like trying to talk nah, to not a lot. stalkers, but like just kind of like a lack of understanding when it comes to like boundaries and like oh. blowing you up constantly and shit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. that gets kind of. Punisher, that's hilarious. I yeah. Like I mean, too. that might get kind of old, but at the same time, like, okay, obviously you're not gonna be able to respond to people constantly. So maybe you space out your messages a little bit. You take a little, you know, <laughs> every so often you respond like, because you know, I okay. The one thing I can understand is not everybody. I found this out. I do not have time to fucking respond to everybody that messages me. Like I do, but I'm not doing it right away. And yes, there are people that I will talk to ahead of them. Like I will have whatever. I'll have a bunch of unread messages. Yeah. And I have people that talk to me that like like my music, and I'll get back to them. Usually, like if it's new people, I will spend the time to talk to them for a little bit. Right. Establish a bit of a relationship. Right. And then if they continually message me uh, through my messages, if I have so many messages. I'm not getting back to you right away because it's just I can't I can't sit there and engage everybody. Boundaries, yeah. You you, you can't be expected to prioritize some person who right, you don't like, know like, over your like, own friends. You I'm know? happy to be your friend, but you have to understand like this is the, I'm not gonna be chatting with you every. Have second. you had an issue with that? Have you had people not understand with that and be mad about it? Not be mad, but sometimes I have people that just like will spam message me and then it's like, yeah. I don't respond and then it's like okay, well, I'm sure you're hoping. To get that, like, every time you respond or you, you spam message me, like, consecutively, I'm just not responding. Like, it's making me not want to respond to you. It's kind of like one of those common courtesy. Yeah, like, have have patience, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. I really am. It's not like I want to, like, not answer these people. But, like, say somebody like Malcolm from Inferior, like, I appreciate the fact that I know he gets back to everybody. Like, he takes the time and he doesn't do it right away. But, like, there's people that won't even message or respond a message but you know you can't keep up with everybody because there's times where i'll go through all my unread messages respond and by the time i'm done i'll have like 20 new messages yeah just from all those right. people You're like just trying to get back. ahead of it and it's like dude i can't keep up you know you have to have a life and you have oh, to shit, man that's a great problem to have honestly no, it's, it's, awesome. it's cool it's just like it's, it's harder to keep up with and like yeah even if you take the time to like like i said if it, i basically create a hierarchy like if it's a new person that just messaged me i'll talk to them i'll spend whatever like 20 30 minutes just going back and forth with them as yeah. long as they're still engaging me then once i get busy like once it's a point where i just can't respond to messages i just cut it off and yeah. i won't i won't leave anything unread but i'll just put it in my unread and then get back to it eventually right. and eventually it might be weeks from now and it kind of well, sucks yeah. but i feel bad but you know i can't dude you can't do it and then Beyond that, I have like my close friends or correspondents that I will talk to on a regular basis. And that part you might feel like a dick about, but I mean, it's necessary. Like you can't stop talking to everybody just because other people no. reach out to you. But like, no. that's, that's what I'm saying. The whole networking thing, like it's good to maintain those relationships. I, I will actually message people sometimes and like, you know, if I haven't talked to them, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, how you been? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, nothing. Like, oh, I'm not trying to promote shit. And that's the thing. That's where I like kind of catch myself is. If there's somebody I want to maybe show music to, if I look and I go to message them, I realize I haven't answered them a few months back, I won't send them the music. I'll be yeah. like, no, like, I don't deserve this because I didn't respond to you. Like, I'm not going to, because I look like a yeah, dick. Like, yeah, that's oh, a good courtesy. Yeah, you, courtesy you have to have that, like, courtesy, like, okay, like, I didn't take the time to respond back to this person promptly enough, so therefore I'm going to not send them this music that I want to share yeah. with them because then it looks like I'm just basically... Sending it to them as like a... You like clicked everybody on the list and just dumped it to them. It looks like. And you're not actually just having a conversation with them. But yeah, you got to like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't okay, just okay. be blasting, like, again, that's that post and ghost, like dumping music without any... It's the same thing, in effect. Yeah, that's, that's why like I, I make sure to 
keep up with those correspondence. But yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's tough, but you have to kind of, you have to balance it. It's, to me, it's very much so a part of being a musician in this modern, you know, era. You have to, you have to be able to promote, you have to be able to engage, have communication. You cannot do any of it. But then, like I said, if we go back to the local thing, like you're going to be the dude who's, who's whining about Facebook algorithms, <laughs> posting memes, saying things like, oh, I noticed so-and-so hasn't, you know, you guys haven't liked my band page. Like there's Ugh. just really tacky shit that yeah, just like, that's... I can't stand seeing. And it's like, it just doesn't look good as a musician. It just makes you look like a fucking dork, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you have to understand that beyond playing the music, you have this... You're running a business. You, you have this access to this, this target demographic just freely on Facebook. Take advantage of that and focus on that instead of like the, the whiny shit. I promise you, if you take a, a local band or a starting up local band with really fucking sick music and they spend the time, like a couple years, just building relationships, becoming friendly with everybody... And they get their product out there, they will stand out and they will, maybe they're not going to blow up like immediately, but they will get enough recognition within their, their circle. And after that one release, you know, the next release will come and they get a little buzz and they got more buzz now. And then maybe by the time their third release comes out, like they're fucking pretty established at this point and they might be able to start touring and yeah. then they start touring with sick bands and then they blow up and then they start headlining eventually. You know, it's, you can get to that point, but do you want to be the band that like spends your time slinging tickets, guilting people into coming to your shows? You know, just half the time losing money on those shows, money, paying the venue. You know, just bitching about a lot of things that are just in the grand scheme of things really inconsequential. Or do you want to be the band that kind of takes things into their own hands and has control and is self aware and you know receptive to criticisms and just all those things that are essential as a musician yeah which do you want to be do you want to be local or do you want to be the, the standout band you know yeah i just i hate it because there's a lot of locals that do have sick music and it's like they if they don't take themselves seriously i'm not going to take them seriously well yeah and yeah. as much as i want to i'll jam their music but i'm just like oh man like i'm just not you don't you don't have proper production you don't have you know proper promoting techniques you just don't have anything that makes me think like i should give you any more attention than any other band i listen to it's like an investment anymore like investing your attention in them and you know it is because you can only i mean you have to think of it from the side of the fan you have to think of like a couple questions to ask is this music something i want to listen to uh is there enough to capture a fan's attention because i know fans only have so much attention you know yeah uh is my image good you know just you have to ask yourself these questions like I always think most importantly, you have to look outside of yourself, basically. Like you have to look from the outside and think what I'm doing. Is this okay? You know, does this pass? Like, does the production sound good? Does the music sound good? You know, is my image good on Facebook or social media? You know, all these questions are important because if you don't ask yourself this, then you're going to kind of implode upon yourself because you just don't, you don't check and make sure that you're not doing dumb shit. Yeah, a little it's, inventory, a little regular inventory. Yeah, it's your... just, it's like being a musician, it's, it's most important to be self-aware. And sometimes some musicians, mostly local I find, do not have that self-awareness factor. Yeah. They're the ones that bitch about stuff like getting paid by venues a lot. I was like, bro, you're going to get paid like 20 bucks. Fucking relax. It's it's not. Right. <laughs> it's I, I mean, I know it's not the same for every musician or band, but I, I think a lot of like metal bands, if they're lucky, will walk away with like. 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah, it's... Like, local right, bands. And it's, it's like, stop, like, dude. You just sound like... You're basically trying to, like... 
you're trying to basically set yourself. You know, I think a lot of these local bands adapt this behavior from like bigger bands that that complain about things because they have issues like not getting paid. They're following that example. That's that's what I've come to find is like they try to mimic the behavior of larger bands that that have these complaints or grievances that make sense because it's valid on their magnitude. But when you're a local band and you're pulling like ten people, these complaints are not valid. It's just basically you like looking childish and yeah. Because from the outside, all you see is what? You see a guy who's posting nothing but complaining, and then he's got his poor quality demo that's hard to listen to because it's got bad production and there's like a hissing noise the whole time and you would just want to turn it off. And then you combine that with the constantly selling tickets and then after the show, post just whining about not getting paid. So if you take that all together you pretty much just see something that you are not going to want to follow on Facebook or you're not going to want to even see that at all on your feed. I'm going to skip right past that and probably actively go and unfollow that so I don't have to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I do Definitely that. Definitely unfollowing thing because it's just like, it's like, man, I'm just like, you're not going anywhere. You, you're yeah. going gonna to spend years, like, until you become aware of this behavior, you're probably so far fucking deep that you're- Well, they'll you're, run out of gas eventually because you're not going to get any results like yeah. that. But yeah, it's funny that you mentioned like on the side you um, are into the stock market and you and you buy and sell and trade stocks. I'm thinking about like think about yourself as a stock. Like, am I something that I would want to invest in? Am I something that am I providing something that people can? In- and if you think about investing, like yeah, it might be a little money. Maybe they buy the record. Maybe they buy some merch. But it's more about in that relationship. Are they going to invest that time? to like engage with my stuff are they gonna give my stuff a chance so like think about it like or and and you can't or am i as the stock am i putting in on my end enough time and investment into it to make it worth some you know am i building something that people can get on board with that's that's exactly the point don't invest in anything that you don't think you're gonna get value from yeah why would you and then as this you know the company you have to think to yourself why should people invest in me yeah and if you can just always keep that in mind, then you should be pretty good. But yeah. we're talking about music here and, <clears throat> you know, it's not as cut and dry as a stock, sadly. It won't be like, nope. okay, my <clears throat> my product is good. Oh, well, is it good? Because one person thinks it's not good. <clears throat> well, that's tough shit, but it's objectively <laughs> good. Like, yeah, if I have a, a cure to cancer, <clears throat> my product's good. Eat shit, bro. Like, no, I don't it know works, it doesn't. Yeah. <clears throat> music is like well there are there are objective metrics with music like you, like there, the production like is it good or is, is it not you know is is the art good is it not like those things we were talking about at the beginning <clears throat> but and again then, that, that even has like a weird objectivity to at times like I hear so many people I'll hear one group of people saying the production on our album was good other people say it sucks and it's like and I'm like I don't think you guys know what you're talking about because like right and that's the only time I was is it, I'll is say it something clean like are they good recordings is it yeah, it's like you guys I, I think some of the people like I said, I won't argue if, if somebody has a criticism, that's fine. But I think a lot of people just say shit just to say it, like, or say because yeah, they're like almost, sure. they're like parroting like shit they hear from other people. And I'm like, no, nah, yeah. dude, like you're not, you're wrong. You don't understand from a, from a technical standpoint why the, you know, the production is good or bad. Yeah, this isn't, you're not talking about people who just don't like it. Like, that's fine. You're allowed to not like, like it. Like, oh, so-and-so, this, this cut. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're saying. Like, it's right. nonsense. So just, you know, stop. Right. But, but those people would find something to complain about, even if it wasn't a production problem. What it comes down to to me is like the composition. And, you know, when people say like, okay, a composition is objectively good or bad, 
or subjectively rather, yeah, to a degree. It only goes so far. Like you can only take that whole like, oh well, you know, oh my music's not for everybody. Isn't it though? You know, it's like <laughs> okay, it you might not say, be yeah, sure you can take might, that to the extreme. It might not be for everybody, but it has to be for somebody at least. And if it's like, okay, it's for <laughs> it's for five fucking people and then the rest like hate it. Oh man, maybe your music's not too good. <laughs> you know, maybe you just happen yeah. to have five tone deaf fans that just happen to like. Well, yeah, and and even you said you mentioned composition. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are subjective about it being good or bad. But at the same time, composition is a whole ass science that is taught. Maybe not a science, but it's a discipline that you can learn. There are rules to it. There are things you know, like one you know, for example, a composition. You're not supposed to have more than three competing elements. You know, like you don't want to have one melody that's competing with another melody and then a rhythmic huh. thing that distracts that. from it. And then, well, but see, it doesn't, they don't probably aren't necessarily competing with each other. One or more could be supporting the other. Right. But in any case, if you're breaking those rules, now it's not like you can't break the rules, but pretty much if you got a whole record that has eight different melodies that are all going in different directions and then some polymeter rhythm that's completely distracting and it just sounds like a, a swarm of bees right. <laughs> like that's pretty much objectively a crappy composition yeah. right so there are there are some things that like they can be objective but again everyone can have their own taste but as far as for the purpose of what we're talking about as far as having a good product like is it presentable did you take the time and put the investment in do you have the respect for the people who you know the would-be buyers of your music to like make something that's presentable and good? And that's I think what it comes down to. As far as like some people are gonna like it and some people aren't gonna like it, yeah, of course. Especially in metal, that's very it can be very polar. Like people will love something and the other half will hate something sometimes. Well, there, there's like one example in particular I think about metal, and this is like with local bands. Their biggest killer, this is very particular, is their drummers suck. I hear so many local yeah. bands that are just held back by drummers, and it's like interesting. That comes. I, I don't even know if it's an well, ego metal thing. drumming is especially in tech death, or whatever. Obviously, it's it's, it's tough, but rare. you have to. You, I mean, you have to. You have to be able to, you know, hang. Uh, it's just what I kind yeah. of. I think maybe a lot of times it's just these groups of guys that are friends with each other. A hundred percent. It's just like dudes, and they and they don't want to like they don't want to the ask their drummer. Like, wants to fire, and, and it's and, like okay, well then that's the issue. Is like you're not taking your music serious. You just want to be like right. a jam band that like goes to some shitty dive bar and plays a show and like gets pissed drunk and just fucks around and it's like oh, I get so drunk during my set and it's like oh, nobody watched like <laughs> sick dude it's just like and you have the drummer that's like duh, 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 like real shitty blast beats and like <laughs> really sloppy double bass and stuff and it's like man like what are you doing like I always hear it too dude I'll hear like a band with like a sick fucking you know, sick riffs or whatever, sick composition. I'm like, oh, dude, this is cool. And, like, the drums will be pretty normal at that point. Like, they fit the music. And they get to, like, a new riff, and the riff is sick, but then the drums are, like, super restrictive. And it's like, oh, man. I just, like, roll my eyes. I'm like, here we go. It's ruined by the drummer because he can't, like, obviously, <laughs> like, I wanted to hear this drum beat that, you know, of course, he didn't have to play that drum beat, but it's the fact that you could tell the drummer's capped out in terms of, like, what he can do so it kind of you know it's it's held back by like I yeah, the guy's just, reaching the limit of what he can exactly even play. It's, it's like i don't want to hear that your music is being uh is being held back by by your physical limits i don't sound shitty someone but like, like like you yourself or someone like me musicians we can hear that and know that like yeah they're being held back by the drummer most people aren't going to probably even specifically know that they're just going to know like eh, this there's an all there's an off element yeah. and that's that's what i found a lot 
let's talk shit on our scene, but I found a lot of times, like, when I used to pay more attention to the local scene, so many bands are held back by just, like, really mediocre drummers. Like, like again, like, you'd hear a pretty cool riff by Pittsburgh Sanders, maybe, in the metal scene. <laughs> oh, but you, my God. But you'd, you'd hear, like, a cool riff, and you'd be like, oh, this is this is sick. Good enough to get your attention anyway. <laughs> enough to get my attention. I'm like, oh, dude, I can't wait to see where they go with this. And, like... It, they start ramping up like drum fills like brrr, and I'm like oh shit let's go it's gonna be all like hype and it's gonna be like dun dun and I'm like what the fuck man like you just went from like ramping up this whole section to go into some shitty like rock beat I'm like what the fuck and it's just it's just like why well I guess you you would you that's your expertise you gotta know like where a riff like that because you know there's obviously like a choice being made there sometimes, but you're saying that you, a lot of times you can tell that it's just not that. Dude, it, drums will make and break a riff as far as I'm concerned. I literally, like when I'm composing music, <clears throat> I obviously will compose drums along with it. Yeah. And spirit drummer. I find a lot of times like a riff can literally one riff after the other can make sense because of its drum fill or yeah. because of its drum piece. Like it's such an integral part to it. And if you just can't, you can't pull it off, then your music's going to, fall flat i mean it's yeah. it, it just comes to like every compositional element has to come together yeah but i find like obviously you can get a pass with with guitar because guitar kind of like holds everything together but well yeah metal is guitar based music <laughs> yeah, not every then, genre is right but. okay and then uh that's a good point and then like bass obviously if you're an average band you're probably just playing the same thing as guitars for the most part but yeah right and then which doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just, you know. Well, yeah, it can fit. It just depends. But if you're just playing like brute notes or mimicking, then it kind of gets old. But, and then you have the drummer who's like, okay, this dude sets the pace. Like, do I get to hear a thrashy drum beat or do I get to hear like a slow rock beat or whatever? Like, I don't know, man. It just, it's depressing yeah. to me. Like, <laughs> so many bands with so much potential that it's like, you can tell there's just dudes jamming together that just really didn't want to hurt each other's feelings or whatever. Well, like, yes. And then it's yes. like when they're they're like, oh, dude, I'm so hyped to get this music out. It's like, are, are you? you? Are you? Are you hyped to get it out? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I just, mm. yeah, local local band. It's a genre, like you say. Local bands, a genre, man. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up. If you could tell the struggling or maybe slightly misguided band out there with some potential and good music, one hot tip to get their show headed in the right direction. Just stow the fucking ego and be self-aware, honestly. That's that's it. Like, stop stop thinking your shit's the best. Stop thinking your hot shit. Like, be able to accept criticisms. One of the toughest things for me was my friend who doesn't even, like, really listen to death metal, but he listens more, like, math rock and shit. But he's he's intelligent. You know, he, he knows music theory and shit. He used to, like, ride my ass. I'd send him music, and I'd be like, oh, dude, like, I was, I was excited getting into music. And instead of like ever saying I'm sick, it's like, oh, dude, like you need key changes, you need this and that. Like this music doesn't go anywhere. Blah blah blah. Constructive I criticism. I didn't. I didn't entirely follow everything he always said, and like people still like their music, so I'm happy. But there's a lot of things like I, I took from like changing keys in my music. I used to do like all minor, and then I learned from him like I need to mix in like like major scale flavor to the music and shit. And I really appreciate that he was always on my ass and like. Instead of getting salty and like, oh, no, dude, you're wrong. Like, you don't get the genre of this and that. I was like, okay, like, whatever. You know, I can, I can change it. You just have to be willing to accept criticisms. Yeah. And fucking fans or friends of these musicians, stop stop fucking enabling their behaviors. Criticize don't gas them, them up if yeah, it doesn't stop sound it. good. 
Stop being nice to them. Just tell them their music sucks. It's it's hard to do. It's hard to do it, but you have to do it. Like that's the other side of it. Be a responsible friend to be a responsible friend friend and be a fucking responsible musician. Stop stop not having accountability. And friends don't let them not be accountable. Friends don't let friends put out crappy music. Friends don't let friends be locals. (laughs) Be a national. The band is Equipoise. The album is Demiurgis. You can get that. Everywhere you can get your album. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. You want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, Facebook. Anywhere. If, if you don't live under a rock, you can find us. Just Google Nick search. Padavani. Thanks, man. All right. I want to say thanks again to my friend Nick for coming in and enlightening us about the subtle art of online band promotion. I feel like we were able to come up with a couple of actionable items that just about anybody out there trying to trying to make it in music Uh, can employ to help themselves, me included. And if you enjoyed this conversation, the best thing that you can do is rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Whether you're on Apple or Android or wherever you are listening to this podcast, it is much appreciated. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere, at Matt Elias Music. If you've got any feedback regarding these topics that we address on the show about our guests or about literally anything else you can also reach me at eliasmat at live.com if you want to send me an email that is going to do it for this week's episode of the matt elias music podcast thanks so much and we will catch you next week late (laughs) 